you guys fucking diluted the series to a mobile game? Yep. I mean, a series that has had such great actors in the l- famous live-action cutscenes, like Tim fucking Curry, <laughs> and you do this pre-rendered bullshit trailer that just looks like all the other fucking shitty mobile game trailers <laughs> out there. And welcome to the newest episode of Super Fancom. Tonight, me and a host of others nursing our wounds as we give you the E3 Hangover Show. Yes, E3. We're for a few days a year. Everyone loves companies that they complain about the rest of the year. Kind of like movies and wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fandoms. They're all toxic when you get right down to it. Yep, we'll we'll be talking about fandoms at a later show, too. Oh, that's... I can't wait for that mm-hmm. one. Yep. Uh, this show will, p- will definitely last as longer as Square Enix's conference, <laughs> and we'll probably oh, take God. and we'll probably take about as much time as the PC conference. Oh yeah! yeah. And, and if you're watching on YouTube, I've thrown in a bunch of E3 picture humor as a bonus. Um, and tonight we are brought to you by the Green Tea House, home of. Healthy, all-natural teas, hot or cold, bubble teas, uh, lattes, tea slushies, and tea smoothies. Go to the website with the following link and get free shipping off your order for over $60. And by Humble Bundle, we can get good deals on games. For using our link, it's over $100 worth of games directly into your inbox each month for $12 a month. Cancel any time. Also, if you'd like to shop online, we have a free 30-day subscription to Amazon Prime for $99 a year. Um, but after they change your settings in the next couple of months, it's going to be uh, $119 a year. Um, also, from JList.com, where you can buy so many things from Japan, such as anime, uh, candy, cosplay stuff. Even adult 18 plus items for using our promo code to get 5% off your entire order. And as of this recording, we are a Think Geek affiliate. Think Geek, yep. Think Geek is an American retailer that caters to computer enthusiasts and geek culture. Uh, right now, they have a, a Fallout 76 Pit Boy 2000 construction kit, a X Men logo dress shirt, Legend of Zelda sports bra. A sword, or a Snorlax beanbag chair, oh, or, a, or a critical hit solar and, and lunar uh, D20 dice that lights up. All these things can be found using our link in the description or anywhere you can find us, or just ask us and we will provide you said links. <coughs> I'm Retro Rick, I'm joined by Deej. I can promise you now, my body's more ready than Reggie. <laughs> JC Ace. 
What's up, everybody? Crit Hit Jace here, and my body is Reggie. Uh, Ari? Hi. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited to be here for my first one. <laughs> yes. And someone else is new, Tiger. Hi. Um, Aqua got Norbit, guys. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> but first, let's start with EA. Um, basically... The biggest train wreck of them all. Well, so uh, so uh, I've got the rundowns right yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, I, I took uh, some very detailed notes-ish. Okay. Um, EA ran in about an hour and 20 minutes, yep. and it was a small crowd, and they were wicked dead. Uh, was, was 20 of that minutes belonging to that horrible fucking app? Uh, actually, because that I did around 8 to 10 minutes. <laughs> Uh, that I no that I could yeah feel no myself, I'm I'm I serious myself, I could feel myself dying watching these two idiots play <laughs> the app and they're I went back like, and I timed it actually <laughs> no wait 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 are we even expecting anything better from that though I mean really if EA <laughs> the, the, honestly the the only thing I was expecting from EA that I wanted to know more about was Anthem, this game yep. that is supposed which, to be Bioware's which last we'll, which shot. We'll, which we'll get to in a second, but first we have Battlefield Five, which was basically yep. destroy houses. That's all. Yep. That's all uh, they showed. Destroy houses. A and, of- and two words. And two words. Battle Royale Battle- Royale. <laughs> Take a shot, everybody! <laughs> but- Battle Royale Royale. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and oh. to be continued at the Microsoft conference tomorrow, because, you know, that's another annoying thing that they do during E3. Play the same fucking shit over and over again. Yep. Uh, half the crowd was, for the Battlefield trailer, half the crowd was booing, while half the crowd was trying to cheer, trying to drown them out. And also, no loot, no, no loot boxes or premium pass for Battlefield 5. So, you know how... How there, sad is it that that has to be an now. announcement now? Yeah. There's controversy right now because available on every retailer's description of Battlefield 5's deluxe edition, like a $110 edition, is something talking about 20 weekly airdrops. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> uh, this has gotten... 80,000 upvotes. I, I haven't seen since, because I don't really go on Reddit, but it's gone fucking viral. You know, the screenshots of the multiple uh, uh, shopping websites, Amazon, GameStop, Walmart, have this stuff up, and, I mean, people are going fucking nuts. Like, what are airdrops? And EA's just gone completely silent. So, you know, I if... if if I gotta say anything about EA, it's don't fucking trust them ever. Well, I mean, again, like, seriously, do we really expect that much? Like, at this point, it looks like they're even giving up on themselves, EA, like, with their conference. Uh, yeah. It was kind but, of ridiculous. Okay, like, they're guys, like, eh, you guys, guys expect this from on. us. Don't, don't, you feel, don't you feel a sense of pride and accomplishment for them, though? Yeah. All right. I mean, they took the stage, so I guess that's a sense of pride and accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, we got FIFA, but then after that, Vince Sampella from uh, Respawn was there to do interviews for the new Star Wars game, which he was very selective and- info about. Oh, wh- what? Can you give us any info? Uh, it takes place in a dark time. He, hmm. he gives. He gives. Us yeah, it's a- called after the loot box incident. Yeah. He, 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 <laughs> gives, he gives us the title. Jedi Fallen Order, 
set during a dark period, and when he asked where it falls under, his quote was, uh, between three and four, it was a dark time, and the Jedi were, be hunt- were being hunted, and, and, it, and he just ended it there. You know, I, I feel like that was more like on the spot that was not planned, like he wasn't expecting to have to talk about that game. Basically meaning the game is not done. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, probably, well, it's, it's yeah. just like a, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I look at it this way, like, it's, uh, they, they don't even have footage of the game, yet they canceled the Star, like, they canceled and shut down the studio that was working on a different Star Wars game that they had shown in-engine footage of, which pissed me the fuck off. Actually, I was thinking about that. (laughs) What if they kind of uh, scrapped those people and had them work on this one instead? That's that's kind of what I'm thinking. And and the thing that pisses me off, too, is the whole Jedi Purge thing. Like, yes, I am looking forward to this. I mean, I'm a humongous Star Wars nerd. I have, like, every currently canon uh, audiobook on Audible. Uh, You know, and I, I follow people on YouTube who cover the comics because... I just don't have the money to go out and buy comics, and mm. I don't have a thing about individual issues. I get um. the, uh, the the collections, but anyway, um, it's like dark time between three and four. It's like it's Order sixty six. It's the Jedi Purge. Give us a you know like you can't tell us anything about the story, but my only hopes are that either it's a completely original character, or it's somebody we've already seen or know about, like. Quinlan Voss or Kanan Jarrus. Yeah. I would love that if Kanan actually came back in the game or something. That would be really cool. Uh, plus, they've introduced a big number of Jedi who survived via the Darth Vader comic that's currently ongoing. Except Vader's been killing them one by one. So, uh, <laughs> well, after that, we got Battlefront Two. It was said that uh, the stuff from Solo will be on there, so you get Donald Glover making goofy faces like he's in Community. Uh, and and of course uh, we find we get the Spice Mines of Kessel as a level. Yep, and also um, we get one of the hugest pops of the weekend when we see the image of General Grievous. General <coughs> Kenobi. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's cool that uh, that Grievous and Dooku and and of course like Obi Wan and and Anakin, you know, I hate sad. So like, it's it's cool I, that they're going to be in the game and that uh, Geonosis will be playable. Um, I'm rather shocked at the announcement because the rumor was flying around that uh, they were kind of kind of trying to sweep it, you know, hope people would forget a game even existed and and uh, you know. Not not talk about it at all. Uh, although the rumor about uh, the Clone Wars material was true, so I mean, yeah, was yeah, was that the current rumor they were trying to secretly abandon Battlefront Two? Yeah, there's a rumor that like the majority of the Dice guys are uh, apparently working on some other project. Maybe Battlefront Three, maybe something completely different. All right, next uh, we got our two indie games. First up is the Yarn Boys in uh, Unravel 2. That made me so fucking happy. The developer of Unravel is just a pure cinnamon bun. You want to protect this guy at all costs. Like <laughs> he, he really is like the one developer in there. It's like, it's like oh, he's so nervous. He, I like this guy. I like him already. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I'm actually... 
I mean, I just threw 20 bucks, and I'm being very conservative with my money towards video games, so I just threw 20 bucks on the Octo expansion versus uh, Splatoon 2. Um, but if I had the disposable income, they still have copies, uh, physical copies of Unravel with one-of-a-kind Yarnies packaged with them. And I was yeah. just like, where? Yeah, I, uh, where I live. I haven't seen them. I want one. Yeah. 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 I've seen and, a lot of targets. They seem to be kind of leftover. Because yeah, they were like 30 were bucks in those. Best Buy. Yeah. Uh, well, I know what I'm doing tonight. All right. <laughs> um, but but basically, uh, yeah, Unravel 2 was a wonderful surprise. And we got our first uh, Oprah moment. I, I refer to it as an Oprah moment. Everybody's got their own term for it, but the and it's available right now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then we go to uh, this woman basically saying, when humans get too lonely, they turn to monsters. Uh, it's ba- ba- uh, made by the same people who made A Way Out. Uh, see a Solitude, which I actually kind of like, perked my interest, because this game looks Phenomenal. No, it does. I love the art style and the art direction. I want to. I want to play it just for that alone. Same here. I mean, I, I heard that. Absolutely loved it. Um, we're loving uh, the fact that games are starting to explore uh, as as sort of an art form and storytelling element uh, psychology, especially like nowadays. There seems to be an epidemic of uh, depression, suicide, etc. And uh, I, I like that games uh, like, uh, for example, Doki Doki Literature Club <laughs> are these complex themes out in the open. Sayori. In, in a- <laughs> <laughs> Can't do the voice right now, but you know, ba- basically, I, I love the fact. That Games bringing such a complex and deep and and relevant thing that we need to talk about in in, uh, in society to a medium that many people are familiar with. Mm. We can. I hear Celeste is a good example of that. Do... Sorry. Oh, sorry. You go ahead. <laughs> okay. We can only hope that they do it really well because yeah. there are a lot of games that do touch on those kind of thoughts. And a lot of people that do suffer from those things kind of mm-hmm. are like, that's nothing what it's like. I've played, mm. like, several games. I can't list them off because I've played so many, but I've played several games that kind of touch on depression. Um, but one that does um, touch on, like... Now I can't even remember the game, but, like, It'll it touched on, like, a lot of, you know, mental illness and things like that. And a lot of people were like, wow, this is really, really was well it, done. Was it a recent game? Um, I think was, it might have been. Was it it's a way been home? My... Was it a way home? Maybe. Was it, uh, did it, uh, it wasn't the one I that started like a little boy in a yellow... I had, like, a million games on Steam. <laughs> it, it, it didn't start, did it start, like, a little kid in a yellow raincoat? Hmm. Uh, maybe, yeah, actually, that might have been the... it. If that was the game, I think it's called Little Nightmares. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I think it came to... Did that come to Steam? Or yes, it Steam? did. I, uh, it Switch. Did. I got it on Switch, Steam. rather. Switch. Did that come did to it, Switch recently? I think, I think it started on Steam, but it also came to Switch recently. That I've seen that game uh, get imported to other consoles. Actually, thanks to Humble Bundle, um, I've gotten a lot of 
newer like games and things and i get like a bunch of them and i think i got it in one of those bundles because they have some really great sales and mm-hmm. i ended up playing that and a lot of people are praising that game specifically for all the ways that it's out with it and we can only hope that you know this one kind of gets that same feel to it otherwise i have a feeling it might get a lot of backlash and it would be really unfortunate because it looks really good yeah. Mm. I, I've been trying to avoid Humble Bundle because I've got over 250 <laughs> games on Steam, and I've only played <laughs> like. Yep, you you look at Humble Bundle and they're like, "Hey, look at this new thing we got this week," and you're like, "No, please, yeah. Humble Bundle, no, I need this money." And it's like, "Come on, please." I'm not allowed to like, buy any more games. Throw your money my pile. <laughs> okay, uh, we go from uh, somber and mellow right to sports again. With Madden, with the winner of the Madden tournament, who skipped his own graduation in order to be in the Madden tournament. With can I just the, with can I just play. say how much I hate that prick? Yes, <laughs> and he said in in order to in, he wanted to go to the Madden tournament instead of his graduation instead of and I quote needed needed to chase that money. Hmm. Needed to chase that oh, money, gosh. really? Oh gosh! Yes, and see what's wrong. With and, our and, and no one cared. It was so dull. I almost thought it was satire. It was like Devolver Digital. What's wrong with our society now? Uh, to be like honest about that, is a lot of sports is considered like basically celebrity shit. Like it's basically mm. celebrity drama, tabloids, and stuff like that. They're literally playing up to that, and the more attention they get, the more money they get. That's a sad thing about it, but yeah. Yeah, and then we get, then they bring out uh, two shoutcasters to introduce a mobile game, a pro RTS, uh, pro uh, a pro RTS player and a pro mobile game player, which is a real thing. That made me combination laugh and throw up a little bit in my mouth. Yeah. I wanted to die inside watching that entire thing play through. It was so boring. I missed that one, but um, it sounds really funny. Like, I didn't believe it for the longest time that they're pro-mobile game players. And I'm, quote, I'm doing air quotes right now. But then me and my boyfriend actually started playing a, um, a MOBA that's actually from China. <laughs> and it is really good. And people actually use, like, the in-game voice chat and stuff. And there are, there are pros playing that game. It's actually really good, really beautiful. I wish, I wish that they made it PC. Like, it is such a gorgeous game. But that has nothing to do with this. We can talk yeah. about that maybe another time. But, yeah. like, I couldn't believe it until I played that game. And I was like, okay, yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, then they go into the trailer for this game. The trailer alone is actually really cool. Then they go into the actual gameplay. It's Command & Conquer, the mobile game. And and that kind of blew me away a little bit. Like I thought it was cool that there was an actual uh, uh, RTS that like because because mobile games are generally kind of you know you do it yourself and the game controls itself and when you play against other people you're not really playing. It's like no, this is a live RTS. But then they announced it's Command and Conquer, and I went, you guys fucking diluted the series to a mobile game? Yep. I mean, a series that has had such great actors in the famous live-action cutscenes, like Tim fucking Curry? 
And you do this pre-rendered bullshit trailer that just looks like all the other fucking shitty mobile game trailers out there that try, try to make the game look, oh my god, super awesome, check out these explosions as we go to war, oh yeah, and then like the, you look at the game and it's just, just like, oh my god, like what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, the ads are so incredibly generic that you're like, okay, literally just like every other game ever, and you kind of like sigh sadly as you look at the name and you're like, why? Why? <laughs> and, th- and then we finally get Anthem. But n- let's not talk about the game yet. Let me talk about how it went down. First we get the trailer. It was overly showing the logo way too much. <laughs> logo. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was showing the logo in between concept art. Yeah, can, yeah, the only, yeah they mainly show concept art instead of, like, actual gameplay, which kind of worries me a bit. Yeah, and then someone comes out to talk about it. And as they talk about it, they keep cutting back to the same concept art we saw in the trailer. And, and then you get, you are in it, uh, and they basically say the game is basically in, in a town. It's a single player but when you leave the town, that's where it becomes multiplayer. It's basically less. It's less than an. It's less of an MMO than Destiny. It's like in Diablo 2 if you left the town and and you didn't see anyone. Wait, Destiny's an MMO. <laughs> yeah, and I, don't, I don't know what that damn game is anymore. It reminds me of Borderlands, where it's a single player experience, but it's more fun if you. Connect up to your friends and and play in a party of four. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. that that sounds like ooh, that sounds like a really good uh, analogy for that. Borderlands was a lot of fun too. Um, yeah, and keep in mind whenever you whatever you do in single player, outside outside of that single player, the world is constantly changing. So no matter what you do in single player, does not affect anything in the game. What? What? Yeah, you can you can do any. All the stuff you want in the in single player, but at, when you leave the town, that's the the actual story is the multiplayer. <coughs> and they also announced l- later in the day there will be no romantic interest in the game. Ooh, yeah, sorry. The game no, launches, wars. Yeah, the game launches February, by the way. Was yeah, there any particular uh, reason they had to get rid of the romantic thing? No, or they didn't want to use it. It might I mean, be because. It's just- fit into the gameplay style that they're mm-hmm. going for. Uh, one of the guys did say, we wanted to make a game that never ends. We we hear all the time from players, they never want the story to end, they want more, so they'll keep adding on to it. So basically what that, that means is DLC. <laughs> that, See, that seems very dangerous because they can constantly like milk money out of people. Exactly. Mm. Isn't that Without what Destiny having tried to, make to do? Whole new oh games. god, yeah. Well, yeah. uh, I mean, I follow Jim Sterling. I love this guy because he's just so... He, he's such a witty, fat British guy. You know, <laughs> and I love the stuff that he comes out with when he's making fun of these companies because he always makes fun of the AAA developers, as he puts it. <laughs> and, and uh, of course, following him and Yong, yeah, um, the, the, the two of them are always bringing up this push for live services this concept of you know the the mobile concept where we uh 
bring in the whales, so to speak, and try to generate money continuously from one title so they don't have to keep making games, which is why it seems like these days not a lot of games are coming out in these systems. And so, uh, uh, you know, first off, just relating to Anthem, right at the end of the quote-unquote gameplay that we got to see, um, I got a huge laugh out of what I refer to as a Rick and Morty alien or testicle bug monster. <laughs> um, but, but basically, uh, to close out their conference, um, they they did a little bit of a BP from South Park. They pretty much said, we're sorry, we're sorry. without saying we're sorry. Uh, then they said the two words that I absolutely fucking hate and most gamers hate. Live services. Yep. <laughs> and that basically ends uh, um, EA. So, uh, so yeah. Now we, now, we, now we can get into the real E3. So, uh, so yep. ending off every conference, um, we're just going to go around with everybody uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, everybody. It, it's a, uh, it was a on a, it was a two out of ten. I'm yeah. gonna be on. I'm gonna be honest. I was the. I was. Re, I, the only reason I got a two is because of that one indie game. Yeah. I raised it up a bit, but mm. this was their chance to get me excited for Anthem to actually make me want to actually pick it up, and I still have no interest in picking it up now. I'm going with uh, my girlfriend gave it a three out of ten. Uh, I'm giving it a 4 out of 10 just because they announced a single-player Star Wars game, even though the announcement was kind of, you know, lackluster. They they showed support for Battlefront 2 despite the whole debacle. Uh, Anthem reminds me of Borderlands. Me and my girlfriend both love Borderlands, so we're both looking at Anthem going like, ooh. Um, and the two indie games really, really stood out for me. I love Unravel, and I, I love the developer, because he's such a cinnamon bun. Ari? Um, yeah, I think the only thing that I was really looking forward to is really something that I'm really nervous about, too, is uh, Jedi the Fallen Order. Like, so I think i probably give it, like, a 3 out of 10, to be honest. Um, I'm not really expecting much from them, I guess. So I'm setting my expectations low in hopes that they'll bring it higher. Okay. As we get into Microsoft, mm-hmm. which opens, uh, they, they opened it with a pan across landscapes, and it ends with revealing Master Chief, Halo Infinite. That's it. So, no, no so info, no dates, nothing. Microsoft clocked in at around an hour and 40 minutes, and uh, they did start off by saying this was the largest audience they've ever had at uh, E3, um, and the crowd was wicked pumped. They, they practically had a standing ovation for Phil Spencer as he came out on stage, um, and, and just to one-up EA talking about charity at the end of theirs, they start off just by going... All the money spent uh, with Xbox Fan Fest is going straight to charity. So it's like, boom, get that talk out of the way. You know, you guys paid to play these games and shit like that and be here, and all that money's going to charity. None of this is going in our pockets. And I was like, wow, Microsoft, way to go. (laughs) 
And, I uh, legitimately love Phil Spencer as a person. He just seems like a really chill guy to talk to. Like, <laughs> and then like they kick it off right away with the Halo Infinite thing, yeah, and, and it's never brought up again. <laughs> the action to it is I see that big sprawling open world, and I go, huh. This this all kind of looks really familiar. And then you see Master Chief, and I go, is this Halo Breath of the Wild? <laughs> <laughs> that is probably the best oh, way I to can't, describe I it. I can't wait for the assault rifles to break after five shots. <laughs> no. Master Chief running around butt-ass naked. <laughs> <laughs> With just the helmet. Building <laughs> a stick. Yeah, so uh, it's it's, it's, we'll pro- it's probably a side naked ass running across the screen. Dun dun dun. dun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I got the, I got a game by game playthrough or, or rundown of what's uh, what went down. Phil Spencer gave gave us a big freaking you know kaboom. Fifty games, eighteen exclusive to the Xbox One, fifteen world premiere uh, trailers or announcements uh, at the show. And they start off right away with an exclusive uh, Ori Will of the Wisp, the sequel to uh, the first Ori game. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a smaller indie title. Really beautiful game. Yeah, it did look at... I'm, I'm, did, it we, pick- did we find out if it's getting released on PC or if it's an exclusive? Um, that, that's the thing, is that they really shot themselves in the foot last year by pretty much going... Coming to Xbox One and Windows 10 PC. And the thing is, is by announcing that constantly, you just shot yourself in the foot from selling consoles because mm-hmm. the PC is always upgradable and always relevant. And exactly. you know, you're gonna drop like three, four hundred bucks on a console mm-hmm. when you can spend double that on something that you can have for like ten years. I mean, what is it that most people say? PC Master Race. It is yep. literally the truth. As much as we adore our consoles, we love them, we can buy them every year, but it's still literally just upgrading huge consoles. It'd be like buying a new computer every single time a new one comes out. Well, versus you can literally just add new parts to your computer, switch out old parts, you know, rebuild a whole computer for pretty cheap, actually. The like, laptop I'm on right now is over 10 years old. The only the only reason it's still running is because I had the freaking warranty on it for like eight years mm-hmm. and has had more parts changed out on it. And the thing is, is this again over ten years old? It's got a seven fifty and a two terabyte solid state drive in it right now. So uh, up next was a world premiere. Yes. It was uh, Cats Die Twice. This I was a rumor. Love, yes, I flo- adore this game so much. It was a big rumor floating around. They were talking about sequel to Bloodborne or Dark Souls mm-hmm. uh, called Shadows Die Twice. And it turns out that this was Dark Souls Samurai Edition uh, for, from software this time uh partnering up with uh, publisher Activision for this game, uh, which immediately kind of soured my stomach, because I'm not a big fan of Dark Souls games, but Activision is one of the two major companies that love the live services player choice Mm. bullshit. You know, between Destiny and 
Call of Duty, like, and uh, and Overwatch, of course, because a lot of people forget Blizzard is owned by Activision. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm actually kind of afraid that they're going to fucking micro, like, they're going to monetize and, and live service uh, Shadows Die Twice. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Activision, you can always kind of you have to kind of expect them to be shitty, because they will. They are literally one of the biggest companies that try to milk, like, the players out of most money possible. They... I'm so surprised they're getting, like, like they're getting away with their loot boxes. I'm so surprised they're getting away with that. Yeah. Well, so the, 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 the argument is it's they're just cosmetics. That's that's their biggest argument, that yeah. how they get away with their loot boxes. It's not as, like Star Wars Battlefront 2, what they tried to do. As opposed to, say, uh, FIFA and uh, Counter-Strike Go, where people actually trade those cosmetics for real-life cash. Mm. Um, but that's that's a discussion for another uh, podcast episode. Um, then they cut to uh, Fallout Four and announce it's no, on. No, nope. before the, before that they uh, talk about a new. Well, they bring up a new Tenchu game. Really? Yeah. They Tenchu. Yeah, it came and went. My internet must have tapped out like really quickly for that one. Yeah, it came um, kind of like Halo Infinite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, and, and I hate that about some of these press conference moments where they're just like, you know, either a sizzle reel or, but we'll talk about that when these companies get to the sizzle reel parts of these uh, reviews. Um, but they, they announced Fallout 4 was on Game Pass, which is their subscription service for streaming games. That's kind of cool. Uh, and then they go to world premiere footage of Fallout 76. With um, the trailer. We're just talking about the trailer right now. And um, it opens with uh, Country Road Take Me Home. And Jace, I don't know if this is sad, but I'm really more familiar with that song from AMV Hell. Same here. Yeah. Same here. From that version of AMV Hell. Uh, the credit sequence, which that that was a beautifully edited piece of uh, media right there. Yeah. But uh, the trailer looked awesome. <laughs> um, so it was similar to the uh, the early debut trailer that they show uh, that they put up on YouTube to tease their press conference and yeah. the reveal. Of the I game. mean, we'll talk more about Fallout once we actually actually get to. Uh, the, uh, Bethesda? Big, yeah, Bethesda. Microsoft. Yeah. When we, get, when we get to Bethesda, well, Bethesda, we'll actually go in depth more. Uh, they did reveal a few details of the game. They said that uh, the scale of the game is four times the size of Fallout 4. Mm. Uh, I hate freaking, you know, dick-waving contests when it comes to open worlds because <laughs> I have a hard time enough trying to play an open world because I get so fucking bored, you know, and I start doing random crap, and then I get even more bored, and I just say, fuck it, and stop playing. Now, the only open-world game I've ever fucking beat was Breath of the Wild. (laughs) So, I mean... I think that it depends on the player, because I love open-world games. They're, like, my jam. See? See, they're, like, my jam. I love literally being able to, like... Explore literally every corner you can. I literally love being able to do like all the different things. Like it, it, it's really good. The only problem is, is that they keep trying to get bigger and bigger and bigger 
from their last yeah. game, which can get, like, they're kind of... I'm worried that their eyes are going to be bigger than their stomachs. I have a feeling mm. there's going to be either way too much to do, they'll try to pack too much in there, or there's going to be a lot of wasteland, like empty space. And and then, like, that's, that's so basically when No Man's Sky was first launched. I mean, like, and, and the thing is, is a lot of games have these problems because Assassin's Creed just has endless fetch and collection quests. Uh, with with the uh, or rather with all Ubisoft games, the radio tower element, um, and then of course uh, you you have to look also to uh, uh, the recent semi flop that is Dynasty Warriors Nine, where they tried to take that franchise open world, and it's just kind of barren landscapes for miles. Yep. Okay. Then, I I weep over Dynasty Warriors. Uh, <laughs> I weep. Uh, the, the last thing to come out of that was, of course, the uh, the announcement that yes, it is a prequel to the series as a whole, and mm-hmm. we will talk more about this at mm-hmm. uh, a, since they talked a lot more about. It. So we have another world premiere: the awesome adventures of Captain Adventure. Uh, which I can't wait for that game. I, uh, I loved Life is Strange, mm-hmm. and the character looks like Macaulay Culkin. Thank <laughs> you. I thought the exact same thing when I saw that. I was like, wow. He's, he's coming back to acting again. I was literally sitting there trying to be like, what does this look like? So I think you guys just thanks for letting me know. I'm sitting there like, oh, yeah, wait. It, it, they said it's part of the Life is Strange universe, so I'm, that's why I'm excited, because yeah. I was actually a fan of that game. They I mentioned that it's a foot in the door to kind of expand the universe into spinoffs and, and to see more of the characters in the world around them. Yeah, it's like the if the first... Uh, game was an indie film. This is another indie film made by the same company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, um, a kid film who... to get them picked up by yeah. a major studio. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, basically, a kid who lives in a rural town and and thinks he's a superhero, and he's raised by his dad, and they can't just seem uh, see eye to eye. So, but they, but it's still charming and uplifting. Thank you for saying that in the way like it was like an 80s commercial for a movie. They yeah, just can't seem like to that. get along. Rob Schneider. And Marsh is an ordinary kid who's about to get thrown into a circumstance he never saw himself going to be in. Well, well, no, my kids are racist. It's rated R for pirates. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> so, then we get Terry Crews 3. I mean, Crackdown 3. You know what? I mean, like, that was the only exclusive Microsoft had left after last year's conference. I, th- and I thought they didn't have many exclusives after that. It, that's That was my biggest problem with their conferences. It didn't seem like they didn't have many exclusive games. A lot of the games felt like I could get this on any other console, too. Yeah, this game, um, Crackdown 3, comes out February 20th, 2019. And why it took them this long to come out is anyone's guess. Maybe they have a oh, Terry no, Crews mode. Maybe they have a Terry Crews mode. I, is, I got Crackdown, that. is Crackdown that big of a franchise no. in the Xbox community? Because <laughs> well, like, no, they've been trying to make this Crackdown 3 as like a huge deal, but I'm starting to feel like this is like going to be like the next Duke Nukem Forever. I just wanted to, I, I just wanted to come out 
and we never talk about it again. Kind of like Sunset Overdrive. Let us never speak of this again. So uh, here's here's the big thing, uh, and and I can actually answer this for you guys. Uh, being in the entertainment industry, uh, basically, and and uh, I'm I'm kind of saying this actually before we get to uh, Death Stranding. The reason why Crackdown 3 and that game have been delayed for so long was the SAG strike. Uh, Screen Actors Guild... Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Strike. It first started over uh, vocal stunt work, as they worked it, uh, which was uh, all of the grunts and screams that you have to do with sound effects. Uh, they felt that, you know, it put the actors' voices at risk, and in my opinion, as a, as a voice actor, I love doing that shit, but, um, you know, and you save those for, like, the last day or two of recording, because, yeah, it is a little strenuous to do that for, you know, several hours to, like, eight hours. But, uh, so it started with that, but then it became an issue of performance capture, uh, where you have games like Detroit Become Human, uh, Beyond Two Souls, uh, of course, Death Stranding, and, and now, and, uh, Crackdown 3, that use actual actors' full performance capture, similar to CGI characters in movies, but instead of making it just a FMV game, you know, and, and cut scenes with real-life actors, they decide to just computer-generate the entire actor. So you have them in a freaking big-ass green room, surrounded by infrared cameras, in a bodysuit with ping-pong balls, with dots painted all over their face, with a GoPro freaking mounted to their head, facing them. And they're literally acting <laughs> out every little thing, every, you know, animation that the character does, every interaction in a cutscene, they're doing this. And, like, of course, Screen Actors Guild is, is going, whoa, 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 these guys aren't getting paid enough for this. At this point, you are literally doing the equivalent of a film. You have to pay them SAG rates. And so they went on strike, and as a result, Crackdown 3 and Death Stranding were delayed uh, massively. So, Wow. Yeah. In fact, uh, the best part was is that uh, Norman Reedus kept on contacting Kojima, going like, uh, yeah, I, I'd love to do this. When are we going to do this? I want to do this. I want to do this. <laughs> Kojima actually admitted that there was nothing he could do about it because of the SAG strike. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, so weird to do it. I feel so, so bad for these two. Jesus. So, yeah, uh, Crackdown 3, Terry motherfucking Cruz. It's my only reason to want to play the game is I fucking love Terry Cruz. <laughs> It's the old spice guy. Uh, yeah, that, that really that was a fun announcement. Yeah, James, and, does that mean we're gonna get sixteen hours of button mashing power? Oh yes! <laughs> oh, hell yeah! <laughs> sixty hours of you know I I don't know if this is a third person shooter or first person sh- shooter or whatever, but we're gonna have Terry Crews shouting the entire time we're playing the game. I'm done with that. So. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, then we got, uh, they are porting Nier and a remaster yes. for, for the Xbox One X called Become, uh, Become as Gods Edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, however, the rumor is it's only downloadable. Okay, yeah. um, sorry, I need to interject because I recently got into Yoko Taro games. Uh, are we going to be getting Nier Gestalt or are we going to get be getting Replicant? 
Mm. We're getting we're getting replicant. We're getting uh, the one with Tubi and and uh, the other guy. Oh no, that's Automata. I'm talking about near the original game. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah. God, no, no, it's not. What's getting Automata? Right. All right, never mind. No then. one remember. Yeah, no one ever played that great. game. Yeah, I think that they are probably. I think going backwards would probably be like their uh, last choice thing. You know, they'll be like up. Oh, we don't know what else to do, and then they'll what dig now? out their other one, and then like be like, "Let's make this a little more pretty and slap a new name on it." Yeah. And you know, <laughs> I feel like I'm down with that. That's, that's the big thing of this generation is let's take something old, make it 4K or 1080 or whatever, you know, and and except they're not <laughs> making all the games that we want remade. They're just mm. taking random games out of their pile. They're like, "Oh, we hear you're talking about these games that you want remade. Let's." take a total turn and go to this one instead. But, I mean, of course, uh, I know some of you don't like Dark Souls, but the Dark Souls Mm -hmm. 1 Remastered came out, and I was super stoked about it. It looks gorgeous. Mm. But I know that some of you don't really play Dark Souls, but it's kind Uh, of like that. That was one that everyone was looking forward to mm. and was okay. But then, of course, we have people calling for, you know, Final Fantasy remakes, yeah. and we'll get we'll, get we'll get to that eventually. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then, we'll get, yeah, then we get uh, a new Metro with lots of custom stuff. Uh, we made that last year, actually. So we this is our second look at it. Yeah, um, and it comes out the same day as Days Gone and Anthem. Yeah, no. Uh, this is this is basically that's perfect. Yeah, two twenty two nineteen twenty nineteen. This this is kind of a little painful because this is what I, I I'd refer to as uh, uh, in in films I'd call it solo sickness because it's a more recent thing. Um, in in video games I'd call it the uh, the the Battleborn problem because oh, Battleborn came out that's, and then that's perfect. Got blown out of the water literally like a week or two later by Overwatch, the exact same game. Yeah. Uh, um, and and so, uh, basi- basically, I hope that this doesn't get swept under the rug. Um, but uh, the the cool thing and the thing that I'm looking forward to is because I get Audible. I actually want to listen to the books that it's based off of. Because mm. because I mean, like now that I know that it's based off of a book franchise, I'm like, this is cool. You don't really see too many video games based off of book series aside from like. Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. Yeah. And then we go into showing new stuff for Kingdom Hearts, like Shadow Aqua. And, <laughs> and <laughs> the Frozen World. The, the first thing that had me hang out was before yeah. the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Is that motherfucking Jim Cummings? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to say one thing. Um, I, Rick, I promise I won't go into a long rant. I anyone who knows me knows that I despise Frozen, and but the funny thing is I got into and I always said like I'm prob- I'm the number one probably Frozen hater. That was proven wrong because I had to go into an argument with people who were saying they are going to be dissing Kingdom Hearts three because of Frozen. Wow. And I told him, I told him, I was so like, beautiful. you don't let one. I said don't let one level ruin a game. Like I was actually logic, everyone should it. hate Kingdom Hearts two. <laughs> With can sweet. I just can I just say what I really want to say about Kingdom Hearts three? Oh my god! 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 So excited! I, it's literally I, like I, I do have to call bullshit just because uh, uh, Sora's talking to Olaf and he's going, uh, "Isn't that a walking, talking snowman?" 
This, that is the weirdest thing he's ever seen. No, does it, no. Wait, does he, did he not at one point in the trailer wait, no, say, wow, you could see... He was a well, mermaid. Like, at, he was a mermaid at one point. He's seen this, some hold on, shit. In the he trailer, does he at one point goes? He doesn't even one point in the trailer goes, "Oh, you can shoot ice." It's like that's amazing. You've been it's able like, to shoot ice so, yeah, you can do the same thing. <laughs> Blizzard, <laughs> I did it in the last game. Well, well, well uh, I, I gotta say one thing. The whole like a walking, talking snowman, like no shit, Sherlock. I gotta, I gotta give a, a shout out to uh, uh, Smosh's. Uh, uh, trailer videos for their Kingdom Hearts one, where it's just like, and they will remind you who they are constantly. So, uh, we're, I'm Sora, and this is Donald Goofy. So, I'm Goofy, and this is Sora and Donald. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to think it's not like every character is following through the story, so it does make sense, but it does get annoying. I totally understand. Yeah, I mean, like, in- I- Official RPG <coughs> to black, you know, and that's the mm-hmm. moment where characters explain literally everything that happened prior, so you don't have to sit through it. You know, it's exactly. it's a continuity shot because we don't need to see somebody wake up, brush their teeth, make breakfast, you know, all that stuff before they get in their car and go to work. We just see them wake up, maybe put on clothes and go to work. God, I, I heard someone say on. I. I, as far as, like, the only thing I have to say about Kingdom Hearts is, at last, there's finally a release date. Oh, yeah, and also uh, that meme going around, the Prisoner's House fan one, I've done my waiting. <laughs> so so uh, <laughs> you it. You got a pretty good analogy for Kingdom Hearts 3, but let's, uh, Rick, yeah. but let's save that for the Screen Express conference. Yep. Uh, moving on, yeah, moving on, we got Sea of Thieves, uh, two new expansion packs coming out later this year, and a trailer that, and a trailer that showed people like me who have yet to play it, nothing new. Yeah, so, uh, Cursed Sales July for Safety Short September. New location, add-on content, lava, skeletons, woo. Yep. And then, uh, you and know. then uh, more Battlefield Five with a longer trailer. Woo, yeah. No, uh, this this was a exclusive world, uh, or, actually, no, that's the next thing, but, I mean, yeah, they, they ran down more Battlefield, woo, you know. <laughs> same, same game, different number, different setting. Uh, no, very little story. <laughs> yep. Uh, so people were pissed off. It's like, oh my god, women in World War II. I'm like, you do realize that they're not focusing on the American front as much in this game. They're focusing on the Russian front. You know, you see all the snow. America wasn't in the snow, bitches. That's Russia, okay? And Russia did have women fighting in World War II. So yeah. do you think what I like about Sorry. that was that the developer said. Either get over it or don't buy the game. Yeah. So I give them kudos there. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Raise them. So I mean, there was like a ton of women snipers. That was like something they were really amazing at. So it's like why people like turn a blind eye to that is so ridiculous. But so uh, the next one yep. was uh, Xbox exclusive. It was world premiere uh, footage. Forza Horizon Four. Uh, release date of October 2nd, and it'll be on Game Pass that same day. So if you subscribe, you get a fucking $60 game the day of. Yep. 
as part of that subscription. Like, yep, uh, four seasons. It's set in England. It's got a sixty frame per second mode, but maybe it's only, only yeah. It's only, but it might be only for the Xbox One X. And uh, also in the trailer, out of nowhere, you get a land boat. Huh. <laughs> I, I love. Uh, I, I, they they had a lot of really cool things, uh, a lot of cool features. Not to mention uh, the the first crowd related thing to happen at E three this year was they dropped leaves on the cr- uh, crowd when they talked seasons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, live play with everybody, uh, seamless co op where you know shit just happens. Uh, the seasons and weather are synced across to everybody. Um, the seasons can change the paths you're actually able to drive. Uh, the, the announcement of Forsathon live events uh, reminded me of Splatfests uh, in Splatoon, uh, which I think is really awesome. If you're going to have an ongoing game that involves many people, you know, and you want to keep them engaged, you got to do special events that bring the community together to want to play all at a single time. So I think it's pretty damn awesome that... Uh, it, I mean, like, I don't normally go, like, wow with these Forza games, uh, and this one actually has me interested in wanting to play it. And I also got to say, this is the first time Microsoft hasn't brought out some sick <coughs> price car and just went, bam, look at this on the stage. <laughs> they should have brought the land boat. <laughs> should have brought the land boat. Land boat. Um, That's a nice boat. So <laughs> I'm glad uh, someone I'm glad someone got that reference. Yeah. We take a, <laughs> a detour from talking about games. Uh, one of the one of the few slight detours in this whole press conference to talk about five new game studios they've acquired. So they now have five new second party studios. Yep. Uh, the first is uh, the initiative of yep. Santa Monica, and they and they use words like world class, groundbreaking. Excitement and amazing, light. Lots of phrases, but no games yet. Very superlative. Uh, and then uh, playground games. Uh, oh well, that's the third one. Uh, second one was Undead Labs, yep, uh, which did. was a new yep. acquisition. The guys who did uh, State of Decay one and two. Um, then playground games. The guys uh, who make Forza. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Ninja Theory. <laughs> That surprised me. Yeah, yeah. took that from Sony. Uh, and then uh, Compulsion Games, the guys behind We Happy Few. Yeah, which I have in my Insta queue on uh, Gamefly. About um, Ninja Theory, them getting bought out after bragging that they only make semi-AAA games is kind of funny. Uh, and, and, of course, they showed a uh, new story trailer for uh, We Happy Few yep. and gave us the release date of August 10th. So Hi. I thought they fixed the survival mechanic because, personally, I, I really hate these survival games where you feel like you're a babysitter to the main character. Uh, then we get uh, Tales of Dysphoria Definitive Edition. Oh yeah! Yes, I'm still waiting for that. Me and Marissa love the Tales series. Um, Of course, she was nervous that it was going to be an Xbox One exclusive because the first one was a 360 exclusive, Mm -hmm. and then I was like, "Hun, that that can't be the case because they're working on an exclusive Tales of for the Switch." And so, uh, and, and this is my mindset behind it. A lot of these developers 
much like how Eternal Sonata was a test drive for their engine on uh, Xbox 360, uh, this is their test drive of a brand new engine that's running on Unreal, I believe, uh, because the Switch supports Unreal, and uh, that way making it easier to port across systems. So them experimenting with the engine with a remaster of a game will allow them to, in turn, make this uh, Switch-exclusive one even easier. So I really hope that's the case, because Vesperia is, number one, like my favorite Tales of game. But also, they did have two uh, Tales of um, exclusives released pretty close together. I can't remember... I think it was, like, maybe a year apart. Maybe. Uh, um, and it was the one for... It was Vesperia, I believe, and the one that was for the Wii. Oh, uh, that was, that was the... Yeah. Yeah. So Marissa still has both those games, actually, despite buying the PS3 remasters. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping that they don't, like, do it just as an exclusive, because I would still be very upset about that. I hope that it's what you say, though. <laughs> then, so. yeah. then we uh, go to The Division 2. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's set you know, uh, that's all I can say about Division. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's this is anything at all like how Ubisoft does their games. This will be a good one, considering um, the first one is usually kind of like an experiment, and then the second one is like, boom, really good. Yeah, it's set in DC, and it's during the Second American Civil War. Way to read the room, guys. <laughs> wait a second, wait a second, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is it going to be on Xbox One? No, no. It's multi-platform, it's not exclusive. Um, sign-ups for beta are going on right now. Um, and uh, the the second American World War, the, or, or Civil War, had both me and my, uh, had both me and Marissa going like, so basically, revolution, but instead of uh, shutting off all the power everywhere, it's some sort of sickness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm down with that. I, I love that show. I was pissed when it got canceled. Yep, then we get some indie stuff, which I didn't really catch or look, look you get at the all. sizzle reels, and I hate sizzle reels because it's just like... Clip, 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 clip. It's, you're not even getting anything substantial. I couldn't write any of this shit down. Um, yeah. and, well, it's, and, like, uh, it's like you don't really care. That's what I get from it. Yeah, th- then we get Tomb Raider. It's dark. She's killing people. She's wearing a mask. So she's Bloodborne. But it didn't, isn't the plot that she's causing the end of the world? Yeah. Uh, then we get uh, Sessions. Yep, uh, by, it's by Creature Studios, and it's a skateboarding game. Yep, but it's not mm-hmm. Skate 4 or Burnout, so I don't care. Or uh, a actual halfway decent Tony Hawk game. Yeah. Uh, and then they just announced, they announced an MMORPG, The Black Desert. Okay. Yeah, that. Um, followed by world premiere trailer. Oh, oh yes. A.K.A. Dante Full Metal Alchemist. Or, or, or Dante looks like Hank from Become Human. <laughs> uh, I thought 
I thought at first it was sequel to the last DMC game, not not Devil May Cry, DMC. DMC, the the reboot ish. Yeah. Pre- wait, wait, wait. So it's not a, it's not a sequel to DMC. It's actually no, it's an actual sequel to the original Devil May Cry. This ha- it has Nero voiced by my boy Johnny Young Bosch. There were three different versions of Dante, though. The DMC prequel Dante, the Dante we all know from 1 through 4, and then, like, Old Man Dante? (laughs) Wait, I thought Old Man Dante was technically 1. He's Dante, you're Dante, he's Dante, I'm Dante. Are there any other Dante you'd like to know about? We're all Dante. (laughs) (laughs) Strawberry Sunday. And also, the trailer had a really kicking song with the world Devil Trigger repeated. I, 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 I downloaded it. that song. I have it. I listened yes. to it multiple times in the car ride. I love it. If you want it, I will send it to you. I, I have right. it. It might, it might be the ending song for the show. I haven't decided yet. Uh, but also, there's an arm dealer who sells his arm to Dante because mm-hmm. Dante has no arm this time. Did you say an arm dealer that sells his arm? Yeah, yeah she so to... she she built him but, an um, arm and then demands cash. What are you buying? What are you selling? <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, uh, my my highlight from that whole thing was uh, a uh, Nakamura moment. So uh, the the producer of the game, uh, after talking a little bit in English, then goes, "English is hard." It's oh just, my god, <laughs> I love that. That is floating is, around right now, like all over Facebook. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, no speak English. <laughs> like, that's what I like. Me and Marissa just burst out in laughter, going like, English is hard. And then he goes to chat. I'm like, oh my god. And then we get um, uh, Cuphead, Delicious Last Course, or DLC. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to play till 3 a.m. in the morning fighting bosses again. And we have... We have a new character called Miss Chalice who looks like Betty Boop. Yep. Oh my god, I am super excited. She looks so adorable! So, uh, yep, and up next was uh, the thing that made my girlfriend yell. Oh, so, what my friends refer to as a pat moment, because one of my friends was, uh, years back, complaining about the Nintendo one, going like, you know, what about all their old franchises, huh? What about Kid Icarus? And they announced Kid Icarus Uprising, and he just goes, ah, goddammit! And so, they reveal as an Xbox exclusive, Tunic, which me and, my, me and Marissa saw at PAX East. You know, it's, it's a Zelda-like game. It's a really cute little fox in a tunic. And she just goes, oh, god damn it! No, no, one, and I'm like, I guess so, because it doesn't sound like it's coming to peace. <laughs> Jump Force. <laughs> so at first, I was thinking, wait, is this another weird crossover fighting game like they did back on the PS? Yeah, and, that's exactly what this thing is. Oh, no, it doesn't look like that at all, actually. Um, it's a crossover. They showed Naruto, Luffy, and Goku in a semi-realistic look, almost. 
Uh, and there's a burning American flag. Like, it looks like they're actually in New York City. It looks like they're actually uniting to fight something. Yeah, free So, <laughs> no, no, it's not actually that, because they, they showed some sort of creatures. Or so. yeah. They teased it a little bit. So, this actually sounds like it's this cool crossover story set in a realistic world in which, you know, the heroes of Shonen Jump have to save the real world and they end the uh they end the trailer off with uh with a little tease for uh death note in there too mm. and which the, how many and other friends gonna get thrown into this and then i pre-ordered the game and i will be streaming that on the super fan twitch nice. uh, that, will, uh, that is coming out in a questionable date in 2019 yeah. so i and can then, wait yeah <laughs> then we get then we get dying light 2 it's a post-apocalyptic uh, medi- in a medieval setting. It's, uh, it's first-person shooter with parkour elements. Yeah. Uh, your choices have consequences throughout the game world, apparently. That's, like, one of my favorite things. I love choices that have consequences. It was like, one of my favorite things in the Bioshock series. Um, like, like, it's not just two choices. You can have, like, three or four different choices that all lead to things. Like So I'm actually impressed by it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I really hope that when you do make these certain choices, that each choice affects another choice and changes what it looks like. I mean, that might be expecting a little too much from all the choices, but, like, for example, I remember they showed um, making the water more accessible, mm-hmm. um, but that triggers something else, but, like, making something out, like, it changing again as you make another choice. You know what I mean? Does that make, mm. does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some butterfly uh, effect stuff. Yeah, exactly. Butterfly effect. It'd be really neat to see that. I mean, that might be expecting too much, but I'm still super excited about seeing... I love... Like I said, I love seeing things change. I mean, it was one of my problems with Skyrim. You would do these things, and literally you would see nothing show for it. Like, yeah. I mean, you beat the Thieves Guild quest line, and you still don't get... you. People still react to you as if you you were just joining the Thieves Guild instead of being, like, the, th- the king of the Thieves Guild. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, this was my Pat moment. Exclusive to Xbox World Premiere, motherfucking Battletoads! <laughs> <laughs> with, with 4K hand-drawn <laughs> The thing that we've been saying for years, year after year, since they bought Rare, going, where the fuck is Battletoads? <laughs> Why the fuck have we not seen any of the original games? Why the fuck have they, like the closest we came to getting Battletoads was a cameo in Shovel Knight, and they finally give us fucking Battletoads. <laughs> what pissed me off the most, you know, like the ah oh, goddamn it was the reveal. What pissed me off was actually there was no pop from the crowd. No, they was you dead. Just, they were dead. You thought. That the announcement of Battletoads would have had people flipping the fuck out. And it was like, you, you swear you could have heard a pin drop at that point. <laughs> yep. you know, and that just pissed me off. I was like, you know, year after year. like It's it's one of the oldest freaking gaming memes in the book. You know, prank calling GameStop and asking for Battletoads. Now we can't do that anymore because Battletoads is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> then we get Just Cause 4. Uh, yeah, tornadoes and the ability to drive into them, 
but there are no sharks in their tornadoes yet. Aww. Details on that at the Squeenix. Uh, yes. Yes, but there are no sharks in said tornadoes. So, uh, from from completely giving us a little like you know of Halo at the beginning, we go to the other big shooter uh, on the Xbox. <laughs> the Gears, and they had three announcements back to back to back. Yes, started, uh, starting with the most WTF. Is this real or not? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I yeah. rant about this shit Android. and I'd heard the rumors that Pop had been wanting to get into the game uh, world for a while now uh, they, they want some of that sweet sweet Lego franchise cash money that's exactly what uh, I said this is the Lego infestation all over again so of course now they're getting in on the whole gaming scene with Gears Pop and I laughed my ass off and I went well since it's coming to smartphones I might as well try it out depending on you know if it's going to be a free to play or if there's going to be a price tag because if there's a price tag it's actually going to be like a reason game. Um, now we come to announcement number two, uh, which didn't show anything of, but I flipped the fuck out for it. Uh, Gears Tactics. So uh, they're taking the game to a turn-based strategy game uh, set 12 years prior to the original Gears of War. Uh, so not only do we get some prequel action in there, but, I mean, like, the, instead of going RTS, they go turn-based, and I'm like, that's pretty fucking cool. I mean, like, turn-based, I think, Fire Emblem, Disgaea, Final Fantasy Tactics, Ogre Battle, you know, like, uh, Advanced Wars. I, I think about these games, and I absolutely love the genre. And it'll be interesting to see where they can go, with because normally when you think military-based tactics, you think real-time strategy. You know, you think Command & Conquer, you think, uh, you know, games like Warcraft and shit. It's going to be interesting to see where they go with a turn-based strategy. I feel it's going to be more akin to, like, Advance Wars, maybe. Um, and then the third Gears announcement, Gears 5. Yep. And uh, we get a trailer, uh, you know, big, shocking trailer, all cinematic and whatnot. Announce that at launch, it'll be on that Game Pass service as well. That... I feel like they're just kind of going to shoot themselves in the foot if they yeah they're it seems like Microsoft seems like they're just trying to become a live service at, in itself at this point. Yep. Yep. You know, without saying the phrase live services, you know, I mean they said freedom of choice twice. <laughs> so that's that's one more time than EA did. I, I, I get that digital is a direction game studios want to go in. Because that cuts out the middleman for uh, GameStop with, with mm -hmm. the whole games racket. Uh, of course, there's also the problem of with digital, you don't truly own it because when the shop goes down, mm. you can't get it anymore. So, I mean, catch 22, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really going to freaking. I don't know. That's going to make or break them. Because they pushed that down our throats akin to last year. What kind of broke them at their press conference last year. Constantly pushing the also available on PC. So, uh, then we get to a couple of uh, Microsoft announcements. We, we swerve again from uh, trailers to uh, 
then yeah, then they say they yeah, then they yeah. have a, a new con- uh, working on a new con- console without any real info. Yeah, it's saying console quality anywhere, you know, and they, they show like a smartphone uh, attached via Bluetooth to a controller, you know, and all I can think is, oh my god, they're trying to chase dollar signs by trying to copy Nintendo again. How many times are they going to try to do this and it's going to blow up in their face? Sony has failed with two handhelds. The move was a huge, just flop uh, until the whole VR stuff came out. And VR is a flop. Uh, You know, Microsoft did connect that flop. So every time these guys try to copy Nintendo, it's like, look, guys, Nintendo does what Nintendo does. Don't try to copy them, because you're not going to go anywhere. You'll never be, senpai. <laughs> no, Nintendo might not be the guy in the 4K arena with the next-gen games and the freaking big next- Like, they might not be that, but they give you something different. And now for something completely different. Yes, the, 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 the conference ends, but then something happens. They, they get hacked. Yep, they get hacked. And then oh. Cyberpunk. It's all over again. <laughs> <laughs> then we get Cyberpunk. 2077. Yeah, world premiere trailer for that. That is a, a, a game, That's a game. long awaited. Um, since the first teaser, I think, like, what, four years ago? And uh, they admitted that they've been working on this now for 10 years. Uh, the first teaser was uh, a recruiting uh, advertisement because they were trying to bring more uh, uh, people into the studio. Uh, Witcher 3, of course, took a lot of uh, resources away from working on Cyberpunk as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the coolest things is somebody actually paused the trailer at one point, and there's actually an open love letter to their fans that also... Ashes, monetization, and live services. Oh my god, no. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, Yong Ya did a video about it, and uh, I, I was like, oh my god, somebody actually went back and paused the screen enough times to read all the freaking computer text blasting at you real quickly, <laughs> found a fucking full-length letter from CD Projekt Red to all of their fans. And I gotta admit, that is a cool little Easter egg, because now that people know it's like, aw, you really care about us. <laughs> That's like, so rare take nowadays. A moment, can we take a moment to just, like, marvel at the designs on all the characters in that friggin', um, like, in that, like, video? Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I love cyberpunk and man mm-hmm. each character has a different outfit some cool ass fucking uh, hairstyle like i'm sorry i just love designs like character design is like one of my favorite things and i was just in love with that trailer that closes out microsoft second to last one of uh, sunday night it's uh halfway through e3 yep. whoop whoop <laughs> Uh, press conference number three, Bethesda, clocking in an hour and a half. <laughs> this one was actually really fun. 
so we got the intro video highlighting their work environment, which we got something similar last year. I love the little twist at the end that uh, the person narrating it was the receptionist. <laughs> uh, it was like from from the get go. Uh, me and Marissa were a little confused. We're going, are they in a tent? They're not in a theater like they like most press conferences. Uh, and and the stage was really unique because it was right there in the middle. There were people on both sides, and you could see like music equipment so you're going like is there going to be like a live band playing between (laughs) (laughs) and uh they they then go like our theme this year is create you know because they have to talk something about that and they go right into rage 2 and they take a cheap shot at walmart of canada for uh, (laughs) Rage 2 which was hilarious and then andrew wk takes the stage the first real celebrity of E3, because sports players don't count. Yeah, because I guess uh, the residual from Destroy Build Destroy ran out. <laughs> yeah. He does He does make good money. Uh, he, he actually is a regular self-help columnist in no, newspapers. No, I know. Uh, I, just, I just had to say that, because it's Andrew WK, and the last thing I saw him on was Destroy Build Destroy. It was the only reason to watch that show. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, oh, the, he, dark, the Dark Ages of Cartoon Network. He, he takes he takes the stage and he performs the trailer song "Get Ready to Die," which sounds just like you know party. But I it thought was, it was. I thought it really was because it had the exact <laughs> same notes. Yeah, you know, and, and I mean, like it's it's just his trademark style. You know, it's a fun song. Uh, it was. Stuck, it's still stuck in my head since fucking Sunday, which goes to tell you how damn catchy it is. Um, and uh, they, the, the crowd was meme-worthy, because if you thought the crowd was was kind of dead for EA and dead for, you know, Battletoads, they were pretty dead for Andrew WK yeah, for a lot concert. I mean, like... It, it was meme-worthy. There was one point in which, like, you see a dude in the background gently bobbing his head while another guy shrugged. And then at one point, the camera just cuts to this Asian st- sitting in the crowd with headphones and sunglasses, completely motionless. And I'm just like, you stupid motherfuckers! If I was in that crowd, I would have both hands doing metal horns, like, headbanging. <laughs> and then we-, we do get Rage 2, followed by... Uh, I, I gotta admit, uh, the developer who worked on the game, who was on stage, who I referred to as the giant metal Swede slash Finn, uh, was very awkward. He really uh, was. Um, the game looks massively like a, a somewhat realistic Borderlands meets, like, Fist of the North Star slash Mad Max. Ooh, they talk about having a seamless open world, which means no load screens or anything. Um, and they hit a, a funny little ad for a $120 collector's edition, an actual collector's edition that comes with the game, not like these new collector's editions that are literally just prize boxes and you still have to buy the game separately, uh, that comes with a Big Mouth Billy Bass parody of a mutated head version of Andrew W.K. voiced by him. <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, and, and one of the big things that they showcased in the game footage was ragdoll physics everywhere, just Ooh. bodies. <laughs> which of course has me laughing my ass off. 
and and uh, I, I think there was multiplayer in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, there is. So again, like that that had me and Marissa going like, "Fucking a!" Because you know, any, any kind of game that's open world that has multiplayer in it that has an RPG ish element, we're all for because we fucking love Borderlands. So, in fact, I was hoping for a Borderlands three announcement or something, you yeah, know, we or, or something. We, we can work. dream. We can dream. You know, but uh, of course, Randy Pitchford's being insanely silent for no apparent reason. Uh, I've been harassing. Uh, side note: I've been harassing him, Two K Gearbox, and the official Borderlands Twitter, like every few days, <laughs> and, and, and Panic Button, Panic Button Games, who are known for porting stuff to the Switch, going. Borderlands Handsome Jack uh, collection on the Switch went. No four-player couch co-op. Everybody's got a Switch in their hands. Motion controls for the people who like that stupid crap. You know, like, so come on, come on. Borderlands is fucking perfect for a system like the Switch. Why don't you fucking... I bought Borderlands 1 and 2 fucking three times. I bought the pre-sequel twice. I will fucking pay money for it again. Shut up and take my money, fucking Gearbox. I will happily, happily buy it again for the Switch if they ever release it. I will happily buy it again. So, so Gearbox, 2K, Randy Pitchford, Panic Fun, if any of you fucking listen to this podcast, fucking point to the damn Switch! Super yeah. Fancom Borderlands Switch Party if it ever happens. Yeah. And, you know, like, if only we could, like, write to them and be like, listen... This is what we actually want. Give us what we want. Then it would be so great. I'll tell you what I really want the next game, which is Elder Scrolls Legends. (laughs) 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 Which is an Elder Scrolls card game. Uh, they're, they're relaunching it with, with brand new updated visuals uh, but this time it's hitting all three consoles it's not just going to be on PC and mobile uh, it's basically Hearthstone Elder Scrolls Edition uh, the big announcement is that it's uh, that your progress carries over no matter the platform which is kind of cool yeah. You know, I, I think that that's kind of neat it's kind of handy um, I like that. Play- that very much mirrors um, Hearthstone because you can play it on mobile and you can play it on your PC, and they're both the same one. And I love that because um, I played for a little while back when they were like giving a bunch of free decks, and it was kind of like you know how you have that one game that you play in the bathroom that <laughs> became <laughs> that became the game, and like. <laughs> um, I really liked that I could have all my decks and everything and be able to play that. And it was like something quick. You know what I I mean? I admit playing my Switch in the bathroom very frequently. Oh, who hasn't (laughs) played their Switch in the bathroom? Let me tell you. I swear to God, that's what they made it for. That's yeah. literally all they made it for. That is what they, that's why they put Skyrim on the Switch. I tried to put my close to the wall as possible to try and be able to broadcast it to the gamepad in the bathroom once. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but then they played your typical mobile game trailer, and they went into the next portion. Elder Scrolls Online, Somerset. Which is already it's, out. Uh, please be Somerset, Mom. Please be Somerset, Mom. Please be Somerset, Mom. Summer, Somerset's oh, already out. Yeah. Yeah, it's all out. Uh, they, they do a little dick-waving saying 11 million players, uh, 1 million last year. 
uh, MMO of the year three years in a row, even though MMORPGs are, are really kind of dying a slow death because of live services. Uh, and then they announce uh, the next DLC, Dungeon Wolf Hunter, then Blackmire, and this is a real story. Though I do have to say, Elder Scrolls Online does give you, like, the needs that you have with the Elder Scrolls series. Because, I mean, like, you always want to travel to a certain part. I mean, everyone wants to travel to the place where their race is from. And they want to oh, see yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, my boyfriend, he wants, a, like, a brand new Morrowind. Like, that's his that dream amazing, game. That would be amazing, Yeah, everyone, I think everyone actually wants Morrowind again. Um, me, personally... I want elsewhere because I love the Kajis. Yes. I mean, I just want I just want a game where I can marry my Kajit to another Kajit so I can have kittens. Because I mean, who doesn't want kittens? Ursa feels about it. She loves she loves cat people. You know, mostly you know the more anime style cat girls. But she she absolutely loved the badass lion dude in in the uh, uh, cinematic trailer they played. So, oh yeah, uh, I he's so fucking cool, man. So <laughs> cool. You know, the one thing, this is another thing we need to add to our letter to them. Make a fucking movie. Everyone would watch it. You literally uh, have the letter to uh, Gearbox? The letter the letter to all game makers be like, uh, this is uh, what we want. Um <laughs> it's what we want. You could literally like their their cinematics for it is so beautiful and actually very well written. Like they go into the story and everything, so well written. They could literally just string those together and actually add some filler and make a movie, and no one would be displeased with that. Well, I, mean, uh, I know I wouldn't. Technically, Lionsgate has the rights to Borderlands, so if they oh, ever okay. get around to making a movie off of that, no. I just rotoscoping. Give them ideas. Give them the idea. Just, like, plant it in their head. Do it now. Do it now. <laughs> so, speaking of a first-person shooter, we get Doom Eternal. Which... Yeah, which, which worries me, just because the name Eternal. I have problems with the name Eternal or Infinite. I don't know what it is. Maybe because Marvel There's Capcom. a curse? <laughs> uh... I, I have problems with the title because it's Doom Eternal, yeah. and it's breaking from the tradition of, you know, Final Doom and, you know, like, all the other Doom games that put the adjective first. Yeah. You know, it always shoot- feels like games that have games like the titles like Eternal or Infinite or Forever, usually that's how long the game development takes. Yeah. Um, so they say that there's twice as many demons, and the story is going to be uh, Hell on Earth. Uh, so, again, revisiting old territory and new graphics. Uh, and it's going to debut at QuakeCon in August. Yes. And speaking of Quake, they then go to Quake Champions, uh, where they talk about esports, talk about the new features for newbies. It's still in early access. Uh, there's a trial free-to-play uh uh, running till Father's Day the seventeenth, so when you guys listen to it, uh, the trial might be over. Uh, but they're saying get into the trial now, and you get to keep playing for free. Um, I remember playing Quake way back when. I think Same. it was Quake Two. You know, playing that, and I was really excited to hear about it, and then totally forgot about it. Not gonna lie, I totally forgot about uh, playing the free week, so I still have two days. 
So mm-hmm. I'm totally going to get on top of that. <laughs> well, again, like, play now, free forever. So, yeah, you know. I'm actually super excited about that. Um, uh, and the art style, I forgot what, I forgot that the art style is actually kind of a weird Borderlands Overwatch <laughs> hybrid. Yeah, <laughs> that was really interesting and really different. And yeah, from, uh, they, from what it was. I'm actually really stoked about that. Like, that's yeah. one of the things that I'm stoked <laughs> on. But I have a feeling that a lot of people might not like it. Uh, then we move on to you spin me right round, baby, right round. Oh, I mean pray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a huge free update hitting that day, June 10th. And you escape the moon. Yep. Uh, the DLC that randomizes the game every single time. So they go full roguelike, and you'll never play the same scenario twice when you're playing that. I have uh, a feeling that that will be a thing that people will be very upset about, because you either adore roguelike, or you absolutely loathe it. Uh, a, uh, a new, another first-person uh, experience. Wolfenstein, don't flood. And yeah. uh, they start thanking fans, and they give us the rundown. It's uh, BJ, our original character's twin daughters in Paris in the 80s. Uh, and it will be a co-op experience too. You can play it two-player co-op, yeah. which I think is awesome. I, I, love, they... I love Wolfenstein. I've always loved yeah. it, but now it's just become let's kill them Nazis because that's a thing now. And I play video games because I <laughs> I love video games because I love killing them Nazis. <laughs> there was somebody who shouted that too during the freaking press conference. I forgot <laughs> when. It's like killing Nazis. Oh, it's like, like, like no, people who have never played video games before are now playing it just to kill Nazis. Yeah. Uh, uh, to punch the Nazi in the face. People are getting America would be so proud. And then we get the greatest thing of this conference. We get Todd Howard coming out to give us a trailer, which needs to be a real thing. Actually, it is a real thing. Oh, it is? I can tell you right now, Marissa's brother has an Alexa, and uh, I I work for Amazon, and yes, this is a re- you can go on their website and you can you can quote unquote purchase. It's actually free, so it just goes on your Amazon account. So uh, the uh, Skyrim Extra Special Edition, yes, for Alexa. Um, but then, of course, they have to make fun of themselves further. Yes, Skyrim complete can be played anywhere, even on a pager, and on an Etch a Sketch, <laughs> and on a Samsung smart fridge. So I'm a little disappointed that they didn't get to do the joke that ev- that me and my friends have been making for years about this Atari 2600. Hey, yes. You know, but at the same time, I just feel like Skyrim is the new Doom. Like, the joke used to be, can you run Doom on it? And people <laughs> Doom on the most random crap. They were, they were doing it on digital uh, thermometers. They were doing it on smart fridges, which they do in the, uh, in the Alexa sketch with uh, Jordan Key. Uh, or, or Ke- Keegan-Michael yeah. Key. Keegan- Key. Yeah, Keegan-Michael Key. Um, it was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I want to eat all the cheese. All that. the cheese. Because <laughs> you're lactose intolerant, right? I eat all the cheese. I eat all the cheese. <laughs> my my favorite <laughs> is that he was like, 
where he kept saying what he wanted to do and Alex was like, I'm sorry, I didn't quite get that. And I'm like, oh my god, that is so true. We get the big, big, big thing that everybody was waiting to hear more about because everybody was so afraid of how the game was going to play out because of all the rumors. Thank you, Kotak. Sorry, sorry, continue. (laughs) And then we go into Fallout 76, which, which we get more info. Multiplayer possibly play a solo comes out on November 14th yeah so um, this yeah, uh, no, no service you just go and play you can take, a new clue. Yep. you can take pictures of you and your settlements you can, where you can build anywhere now and you can it, and you can uh, pose your characters so Fallout, Fallout has become a JoJo reference yeah. oh yeah a settlement, a settlement needs your help. Uh, <laughs> any settlement. They say uh, they say that this is a softcore survival game. Uh, death isn't the end. Uh, there are no servers. Some I don't know. Uh, the progress is entirely tied to your computer. Um, Wait, if there's no servers, it's probably going to be peer to peer. Well, that's it's going to be random peer-to-peer. Yeah, which might be a bit odd. I hope that the connection issues, like, I'm sure yeah. there's going to be tons of connection issues. I hope that they work it out well. No issue, because Nintendo tends to do all their multiplayer peer-to-peer. That's so, true, but uh, that's Nintendo. You know uh, I mean? Yeah, true, true. Um, so, it, it, again, reminds me heavily of Borderlands, so I'm kind of sold on it. Marissa's sold on it. Uh, they played some tech propaganda videos, which yep. were hilarious. And it takes place in West Virginia, so it's got monster lore, like yep. a giant tree sloth. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are multiple nuke sites on the map that you can do whatever the hell you want with them. Yep. So you want to nuke a spot on the map? It's nuke town, but except you can do it anywhere. Uh... Uh, yeah, basically, and then, uh, they, they announced that there's gonna be a beta test that they're calling a break-it-early test, uh, B-E-T-A, ha-ha-ha, uh, and the collector's edition will come with a power armor helmet as well, which I'm sure everybody wants to own just like they wanted to own the Pip-Boys. Fun fact, you can still get collector's editions with Pip-Boys on Xbox One. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna so wait for that, because... The Pip Boys are so cheap now. Imagine getting a nice Pip Boy, like getting a, a Pip Boy, and then get a helmet, both for dirt cheap, and being able to have them and be like, "Yes, I saved." <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> and then they announced they're reporting Fallout Shelter to the PS4 and the Switch. Uh, yeah. So now Fallout Shelter, Fallout Shelter is playable on just about everything. Uh, I, I downloaded it to the Switch. I haven't touched it yet. Yeah, you know, my coworkers were all into it back when I worked at the pizza place when it first came out uh, three years ago. So, uh, can you believe it's been three years? Since, I actually uh, re-downloaded it, and they changed a lot of things. It's pretty interesting, but it's still not like enough to keep going for long periods of time. I feel for me, and I've played like I have like a, a game I downloaded like five years ago. That's a card collecting game, and I still play that. So, I mean, that kind of says something. I feel like it doesn't have a good enough hook. You're waiting way too long 
for to actually go out and do things. You're waiting for them to come back. But the cool thing is, is when you send people out now, I'm not sure if you've played it since then, when you send people out now, you can actually explore a place, which is pretty neat. Yeah. Cool. Um, so they added a little extra something something, but I feel like it's still that whole thing of it's it takes way too long, and then you're yeah. either spending real money to lessen Just that time up. or not. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, would, I would totally play it for like probably it, two weeks. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, uh, Final Fantasy My Life as a King uh, on uh, the WiiWare back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. Um, but now we come to uh, some people would say the, the Alexa announcement was bizarre. I yeah, think yeah. This, this announcement I feel was more bizarre Especially because they throw a masturbation joke in there. <laughs> yeah, what, the Elder Scrolls Blades? I'm coming to, uh, of course, uh, Apple and Android, yep. because there is no other uh, format. It, first, per, first person town building game. Then it, uh, Elder Scrolls experience equal to the console. It, and it's free to play, and it won't take your money. But we don't talk. But we don't talk about that. Ignore, ignore the free, the, the green gems. Ignore the green gems. So, uh, what? What? So, real- it, it's definitely free. It's definitely free. Free. Yeah. Quote. Quote. Yeah. You know, uh, and then of course, like uh, they they showed it off. They were like, "Look, it could be tra- played in portrait mode too, so you can look like you're busy when you're really playing the game." And you can also play it one-handed that way. Oh, that's a masturbation joke! Thanks, Flawed. And uh, they they mentioned several play modes. Uh, Endless dungeon mode, where it's completely randomly uh, generated. Uh, PvP online mode. And then the story mode and town building. uh, And you can visit friends' towns. Uh, But the twist is... They're not just bringing it to smartphones. They're bringing it to everything. VR, mobile, consoles, and PC. Everybody can play Blades. And uh, it's got cross-play across all platforms. It's not PlayStation! That would probably be the selling point, is the I'm sorry, I got a little cold there. It's a slight allergy. Uh, Bless it's, you. It's coming out this fall, on top of it all. Uh, what a surprise. Um, and then uh, t- two more announcements out of left field. Yeah, first we get a new IP, uh, Starfield, which of, cor- <laughs> which of course takes which of course takes place in the Garfield universe. <laughs> and it's said to be on their next gen game. And then of course uh, we get a serene view of uh, you know some mountains and woods, and the music. Just starts to play, and I go, "Oh my God, it's a new Elder Scrolls game!" Start singing along. I go, "Do you know the song from that game? You're not even a fan." I'm like, "It's the freaking infamous one from Elder Scrolls Five with the lyrics, the Dolakin, Dolakin." Like, even if you still yeah, Harry and Harry Partridge did two songs of it. Yeah. Um, are we talking about the really tiny Skyrim trailer? Sorry, I went away for a second. Yeah, yeah. Skyrim. Oh, so what is this? A new God's game. 
Do my eyes tell me lies? I'm sorry, but I love that song. <laughs> no, that's that's pretty much what it is. Literally, they showed two seconds of nothing and yeah. just wrote Skyrim across it, and everyone was literally jizzing their pants. Yeah. This is why. This is why I asked if it was okay that yeah. we were, um, if we were adult, because literally. Oh, yeah. And it's great because <laughs> you know fan you have to know, like they were catering to their fans for that. You have to know that you could literally do that and you'll have like fans literally groveling at your feet, kissing your shoes and being like, Please, sir, can I have some more? You know what? what? I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did I sum that up or not? <laughs> it's called Elders it's Elder Scrolls Six, not Skyrim Two. But watch it be called Elder Scrolls Six Skyrim Two. <laughs> Elder Scrolls Six Skyrim Two. So just because they can't milk Skyrim enough, you know, I mean, bad enough as it is, it's like you've played Skyrim, you've played Skyrim with mods, you've played Skyrim remastered in 4K, but it's the same game with every single glitch that was in the original release. Now play. Skyrim with every single glitch that's in the original release without mods to patch it and make it work right. But this time, dress as Link. (laughs) (laughs) You forgot to add you forgot to add that you can also play Skyrim on Alexa in that whole list. (laughs) 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 That that brings us to the end of Bethesda's uh, content. Got one more left to talk about in this part one. Actually, Uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back.